Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people. And we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. We hope this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now let's get to this week's episode. Will you believe in him? Now, what, what I find interesting and what makes me feel a lot better is when I even look back on some of Jesus' followers, those who were with him, who walked with him, who saw him do miracles and saw him teach and saw him raise the dead and heal the blind and saw him die. Even they had trouble believing. Does that make you feel better? Because I don't, I don't know about you. I, you're like, John, you're the pastor. You shouldn't have trouble doubting. I have my moments. I have my moments where sometimes I think, what am I doing with my life? You ever been there? You're like, I, like I've never seen Jesus. <laughs> like, what, 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 what am I doing? But what I absolutely love, and one of the things that I think we miss in this story, Easter story, is that we can miss how much doubt there was. Even sometimes pastors get, just believe, just believe it. And I think sometimes we just miss in the Easter story how much doubt there was. I mean, so much so, just think about Thomas. Like Thomas was like, you know, you know, the disciples saw him, and, and then Thomas is like, yo, I don't care what you say, Peter. If I don't see it, I don't believe it. I mean, how do you think Peter felt? It's like, yo, bro, we boys. You're not going to believe me? Thomas like, nope. I better see the holes in his hands. I better see the hole in his side. And I, it's the thing, right? If I was Jesus, I would have been a little more snarky. Like when I showed up, I would have been like, here y'all suckers. I told y'all I was going to do this. Like I told y'all multiple times I was going to die and rise from the dead. Why don't y'all just believe me? And I'd have been like, ha, I told you so. I'd have been all up in their face. That's why I'm not Jesus, right? But Jesus, what you see, and here's the thing, you've got to see Jesus. Like Jesus was God in the form of human, uh, of a human. Like he was he was a God we can't see with flesh and blood. So when Jesus speaks, when Jesus acts, when Jesus talks, when you see Jesus doing something in Scripture, it is as if God himself is doing it or saying it. And what is just absolutely astounding to me is when you see Jesus not having a snarky attitude, you see Jesus not coming down to his followers and being like, you bunch of idiots. I, like, I told you, like, he's, he's not mean, he's not angry, he's not snarky, he's not in their faces. What you actually see Jesus, and he's showing this with Thomas, he actually goes to Thomas and he says, hey, Thomas. Like, he meets Thomas at the place of his doubts. Jesus was not scared of Thomas's doubts. Jesus was not scared of his disbelief. Jesus actually met him right there. And he said, hey, Thomas, here's the holes in my hand. Hey, Thomas, here is the hole in my side. 
just believe. And y'all, I don't know about you, but that makes me feel so good. And because honestly, there are probably so many of you in this room, you have so many doubts about God, this Jesus thing, this resurrection thing. And some of you probably think these doubts disqualify you. But could it actually be in what we see in this story is Jesus is not scared of your doubts. As a matter of fact, he welcomes them. And at his appointed time, in his purpose, in his own way, I guarantee scripture says this, if you will seek, you will find. If you come to Jesus with your doubts, he will meet you right there in them. I just can't get over how kind Jesus was, though, and how compassionate he was with these doubts. Because, y'all, the truth is this, right? We all have barriers to belief. And they might be different for, for, for someone here, right? Where, I, where personally, I, I had a friend who had a special needs child. And one of the things, whenever we, 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 would, we would talk about Jesus and faith, he would always look at me and he would say, John, how can I believe in a God that would, I can't even speak? And, you know, it, it's obviously hard to just, like, answer that. But at the same, same time, we live in a broken world, a messed up world. And the thing is this, right? I think the burden of proof has always been on Christians to explain it. But okay, let's just take God out. Let's say God is, is not real. How do you explain the brokenness, the pain, and the way the world is right now? How do you explain that? Because the truth is this. It's not if you believe in something or somebody. It's what do you believe in? All of us have got to wrestle with why the world is the way the world is. We all have got to wrestle with what happens after we die. We have to wrestle with these questions. And the thing is, is, is this. I believe the Christian faith, Jesus offers us the most logical explanation for why the world is, but even why you are the way that you are. And that is why the resurrection is so important and so powerful and why today, quickly, I, want to, I just want to give you a few reasons why the resurrection matters before we close up today. Did you guys enjoy that, that short film? Did you guys enjoy that? Can we just give it up for the production team? I mean, they tried really hard to take it and make it what would it actually feel like in 2021. But today, I just want to really quick, why does the resurrection matter. I mean, this day we celebrate on the Christian calendar, why do we even do it? I want to give you three quick things. First off, the resurrection is what makes Christianity different from every other religion. Like no resurrection, no Christianity. We don't need another social club, y'all. We do not need another religion just telling us how bad we are. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, if there is no death being defeated, then what we are doing in this building is stupid. Like, oh my God, yes. And the, and the thing is this, even Paul, you know Paul, even Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 15. He was talking to the church in Corinth and explaining to them how important the resurrection is. And a couple things he says, he says, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, if death has not been defeated, let me show you a couple things that, that Paul says. He says, preaching is useless. So what I'm doing right now is pointless. He said, faith is useless. He said, we're still in our sins. No one has died for our sins. Our sins have not been paid for. He says, the dead are lost. He said, we are to be pitied. And then he says, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Essentially, Paul's saying, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, yo, low. 
Live it up. Eat, drink, and be merry because if Jesus did not rise from the dead, it is pointless. We just don't need another religious social club. And that's the thing that makes Christianity different. No resurrection, no Christianity. It is the central point of our faith. The day Jesus walked out of that grave is the day the church began. The church did not begin with the Bible. The church began with an event. The resurrection of Jesus walking out. And here's the thing. Why does the resurrection matter? Because it fulfills, and and the second point says, it fulfills the longing of our hearts. The resurrection meets a longing that we all know is absolutely true, and that is that we are called to live. I know that when you see death happen to somebody young, or when you see cancer ravaging somebody's body, or when you see death and destruction happen, something inside of you says that is not how it was supposed to be. You know that's true. And I believe the reason we have that sense of feeling like life is important, life matters, we're called to live is because you are created in the image of the God of life who says it, life, like you have this desire inside of you to live. And what the resurrection does is it points to the fact of that is what we are ultimately called for is to live forever. You know, this whole idea of life. Even Google is getting in on the fact of, like, it's trying to beat death. They actually started something called Project Calico, where Google has gotten in on the game of saying, we want to beat death, which is kind of just, like, crazy, right? But the point is this, right? It's because we have this longing in us to live, And that is why Jesus himself, one of the main claims that Jesus himself made was, he said this in John eleven twenty five. he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. So what Jesus was, was saying here was, is like, look, you have a desire inside of you to live forever. There would not be a desire inside of you unless that desire could actually be met. And what Jesus says is, is I have come to meet that desire in you to live forever. Here's the thing. Jesus is the God of life because Jesus never sinned. And, and within Christianity, this is an important doctrine because what you see is that sin is what ultimately leads to death. Scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. And sin is simply a churchy word that simply means you doing what you want to do instead of doing what is God's ultimate best. And Scripture says that because of sin, it brings death. But the thing is this, Jesus did not sin. And because Jesus did did not sin spiritually whenever he died physically. Here's the thing. Death could not hold him down because, because, because he never sinned. So spiritually, he was alive. And spiritually, it overtook his physical body and gave life to his physical body. And that is how Jesus got up and walked out of the grave on the third day. Death could not hold him down. And the thing is this, right? Our greatest desire to live meets Jesus' greatest purpose. 
Your desire inside of you to live is met with Jesus' claim and desire. But the thing is this, he didn't just say it, he backed it up. See, here's just how we know all that Jesus said was true. Dead guy came to life. Dead guy is alive. Everything he said, you better go back and take a second look. And that is why whenever Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, he didn't just say it, he backed it up. And here's the thing, you have a desire inside of you to live, you know it's there. And your greatest desire is matched up with Jesus' greatest purpose. He wants to give you eternal life. But here's the thing. He just doesn't want to give you eternal life then. He wants to give you resurrection life right here and right now. And that is the thing. Why does the resurrection matter? Because the resurrection was not just an event that happened. It's an event that happens. And that is the thing. The life that Jesus came to give and offer you and that you have the opportunity to believe in and walk in is a resurrection life, not just when you die, but a resurrection lifestyle right now on this planet, on this earth. You have the opportunity to live with a different perspective, a different lens. Where the thing is this, right? I, I know Jesus has risen from the grave because of the hundreds of people that call Lifehouse Church home where I can look into people's lives, I can look into people's stories, and I can remember where they were when they came to our church. I can remember the tombs in their life, the death in their life, the destruction in their life, but as they have allowed the life-giving Jesus to come inside of them and bring life, I have seen them walk out of tombs in their life. The tomb of drug addiction, the tomb of anxiety, the tomb of financial stress, I have seen literally people resurrect from their grave into a life-giving life that came from Jesus. The resurrection did not just happen. The resurrection happens. And the thing is this, y'all, I just did a wedding on Friday. And it was amazing seeing this couple that came to our church a year ago. And just, just to lay eyes on them and to see to see them standing at the altar, looking into each other's eyes and committing their lives to each other and knowing where they were at a year ago and seeing what Jesus has done in their life in one year proves to me the resurrection power of Jesus is real, that he is up and he is walking into people's lives, he's walking into people's hearts, and he is still raising dead people from their tombs and from their graves and giving them life. And I get the opportunity to see it. Yeah, come on, let's give Jesus some praise. The resurrection did not just happen 2,000 years ago. The resurrection is something you can experience right here and right now in your life. What tomb are you in right now? Maybe it's a tomb of hopelessness. Maybe it is a tomb of confusion. Maybe it is a tomb of paralyzing fear. Maybe it is a tomb of betrayal. Maybe it, where you just feel like you are in a death, you are in a place of death. I'm here to tell you today, you walked into a place of life. Where Jesus, the good news is Jesus resurrected and walked out of his tomb so you could walk out of whatever tomb you're in. But ultimately, the tomb that we have all walked in is the tomb of sin. Where we have all, scripture says, we've all turned away from God and done our own thing. And that is why we needed a savior. 
to come and go and defeat death and win life. And that is what Jesus holds today. He holds for you life that can be yours. And scripture tells us this, by grace through faith. By grace meaning you can't earn it. By faith you receive it by simply believing. And that is what today I want to offer you today. You can come up. Uh, I forget your name. I keep calling you Thomas, but you're not Thomas. That's the part you played on the short film. Uh, Jarvis. But here's the thing, y'all. I love the fact of the resurrection is available to you right here, right now. I love what Paul says. He says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And he's talking to those that follow Jesus. He says, and just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. What, what, is, what, is, what is he saying here? He's saying the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that got him out of, of the tomb is available to you. The spirit of God to come into your life, to raise you out of whatever tombs you are in. And what does this do for us? What does this do for us? This gives us a living hope right here and right now. Because I don't know about you, we are living in a hopeless time. I mean, there is so much just, you turn on the news, you scroll on Facebook, and you just want to shove your head in a door. But here's the thing, as Christ followers, we have the ability to see things from a different lens, a different viewpoint. Why? Because we know how the story ultimately ends that it ends with life, that though we have scenes full of death, the ultimate end of the story is the fact that life wins. Why? Because Jesus is life and Jesus wins. Revelation, right? That, that book, everyone gets all scared about the four horsemen and when is the rapture coming? And well, you know, how do we know? Are we going to get raptured out of here? My whole thing is I don't care. I know the end of the story. And the end of the story is that Jesus wins. Whether I get raptured, don't go like whatever. The end of the story is Jesus wins. Jesus is life. He is the resurrection and the life. I put my faith and trust in him. My ultimate destiny, though I'm surrounded by death here and death now, my ultimate destiny is life and life forevermore. That though there are scenes we walk through and you will inevitably walk through that are full of death, the ultimate end of the story. I I love what Peter says. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living, everyone say living, living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And what is Peter saying here? He's saying, because of Jesus Christ rising from the dead, you can have a living hope different here right now. As you walk through life, you, you can see with a different perspective, a different lens, knowing no matter what happens, I know the end of the story and I win. This is the resurrection life that Jesus offers you. It's not just a resurrection life then. It is a resurrection life right here and right now. The resurrection meets the longing of your heart to live forever. The resurrection matters because it is with, without it, this doesn't make any sense at all. And here, here's, here's the thing. Because of the resurrection, we can live with an I can't lose mentality. I love what Paul said in Romans 
8, he said this. He said, who dares accuse us? And he's talking about Christ's followers whom God has chosen for his own. No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting at the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So Paul said, I am convinced, everyone say convinced, that nothing, everyone say nothing, can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels, demons, fears for today, worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Y'all, my heart today as the pastor is that nobody would walk out of this place today like that, that that you just wouldn't be here and celebrate a day and walk out and miss the experience, to walk out and not experience the power that the resurrection gives. I just don't want you to celebrate. I want you to experience today. Because I believe that God has been leading some of you up to this very moment where you have been, you've been in a trajectory in life where this is the very place you need to be because you need to have an encounter with God today. And you need to receive resurrection life today. You need to receive a living hope today that because Jesus walked out of the grave, you can follow him out of yours. And you can follow him out of the tomb you're in, the place of death you're in. And you can receive resurrection life today. Don't just celebrate, y'all. Experience it today. But it takes belief. It takes an ounce of belief. It's, it's not like, okay, you believe and then everything's going to be perfect. No, it's, it's like Jesus just says, give me what you got. You got an ounce, but Jesus will meet you where you are. And he just wants you to give him what you have, whatever belief you have. And he's gracious in your doubts. He's gracious. He's patient with you. Scripture says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And that is what he offers you and gives you today. But he just says, believe. You know, I find it crazy in John chapter 20, verse 29, whenever Jesus is talking to to Thomas, He says, Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. (laughs) Jesus says, you believe, Thomas, because you've seen me. But blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Do you know who that is actually referencing? Us. It's almost as if Jesus is saying, Thomas, it's going to be easier for you to believe because you're seeing me. But I'm telling you, there's going to be people that are going to come after you. They're going to be really blessed because they're going to believe because they haven't seen what they're going to believe because they've heard. And that is what we have the opportunity to do today, is to believe because we've heard the good news about Jesus. The thing is this, the resurrection requires a response. It requires a response from us. 
it requires a response where we have to then say, in light of what we've just heard, how are we going to respond to the greatest news ever? The death has been defeated. Resurrection life is available and here for you. And you just believe. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard or said yes to Jesus, please reach out to us at lifehousenn.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next step in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us online next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 1030 a.m. at lifehouseonline.com or in person for a live worship service at 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Kiln Creek Regal Theater in Newport News, Virginia. Visit lifehousenn.com for more information or to RSVP for a live service.